0: Welcome Sacred Disruptor to the Sovereign Society podcast. I'm your guide, Sabrina Riccio, modern medicine priestess, golden age business mentor, and marketing muse for spiritual entrepreneurs. In this sacred temple, we explore what it means to embark on your spiritual journey towards sovereign embodiment, multidimensional leadership, and social justice while honoring a business of integrity. Gathered here are some of the world's leading mentors, healers, and revolutionists alike as they share activating codes of guidance and transmissions of wisdom that will empower you to thrive. As a sovereign leader, you are here, embodied in your truth and on your evolutionary mission to answer the call, move the masses, and activate your legacy for the generations to come. You are here to unleash your medicine. Welcome home. Hello, 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 and welcome to a new episode of the Sovereign Society Podcast. I'm your host, Sabrina Riccio, and let me just say how excited I am to share with you this conversation. Let's face it. We're in Aquarius season. We're in a palindrome week where we've got 1-20-2021. And I'm just really pumped that it's Aquarius season because it's time for leadership and rebellion. And I know today's the inauguration and there's lots of feels and fears and a lot of emotions coming up this week. I mean, I pulled the 3 of swords for this week's wisdom over on my instagram so there is this idea and belief in knowing that it's time to sacrifice what's out of alignment and sadness can arise i mean we have a lot of attachment to identities and it's just time to release what doesn't serve to make space for what's to come because it's time to step up and really answer the call to our greater mission and so I'm really pumped to have today in this episode, my boy, Caduce, and you may remember him back when on TRL as a former MTV VJ, but the work he's doing now with the Media Mastery Method and just really helping people step into their confidence has been such a beautiful thing to witness. I've known Caduce now for three years and I just see him so embodied in his sovereignty and in his purpose and his dharma and... I'm really excited for you to tune in and listen to this conversation because, you know, two music, former music journalists turned spiritual teachers. Um, it's just a really powerful episode where we're talking about the good, good, A very much of a follow-up from last week's episode about the greater conversations we need to have. And sometimes those conversations are challenging. And of course, you know, Monday was Martin Luther King Jr. Day, and we're seeing still such a huge uprise of, for justice, I should say. And it's up to us to use our platforms and our voices to be of service and to share, you know, our experience, our wisdom, what's helped us, and most of all, to share through compassion. And so a lot of this episode, we're talking about transforming our perfectionism into passion and how that truly is the ultimate experience for us to go forth and really unleash our medicine and to take Our message to the next level. And so while there's a lot of challenging arguments and conversations, and, you know, there's a lot of um, censorship happening, and also just a huge rise of collective backlash and conflict, it's really important for us to navigate through it with discernment. And again, with that self nourishment and compassion. And so we need to be able to Be in that hawk perspective and and be aware when people are reacting out of pain or when they're reacting out of compassion and wanting to help heal and really take the collective to the next level. So in this episode, we talk a lot about collective humbleness and really the invitation to answer the call through art and activism and how we can really start transmuting perfectionism to embrace our humanness through our passions and with integrity. And I think the big one we need to also really address is overcoming the imposter syndrome and going beyond the vanity metrics in the world of social media. And I've been really excited because Communicating on Clubhouse for the past week, so if you're on Clubhouse, make sure you follow me. My handle there is at Sabrina Riccio. So I'm sharing a lot of marketing and email strategy, and just really being the marketing muse over there, sharing nuggets of wisdom. Um, but it's been really beautiful to see the generosity and people share so vulnerably because you know they don't have to get all dressed up. They're not like in front of a camera. There's just this overall confidence of just being unapologetically you in that moment. And it's been really, really beautiful. And so we talked a lot about honoring these new outlets to share your story and your medicine as well. Um, I think the bigger one that, you know, we need to really address and talk more and listen is how we can start to transform our perspective to answer the call and rise up. And so we talk a lot about that and how... There is this uprise and a reintroduction of God in the spiritual community, which goes back two episodes when I talked about, um, you know, bridging the gap on the New Age to Jesus movement. So if you haven't caught those episodes, I invite you to binge on those after because this is the time for us to lead through compassionate leadership and this is how we're going to anchor in unity consciousness. So make sure you're taking a screenshot and you tag Caduce and myself on Instagram. You can tag him at Caduce, tag me at Sabrina Riccio and tag me at Sovereign Society Podcast. I also wanted to share that I have a new free community. It's called the Sovereign Society. Um, you can visit the link in my bio on my Instagram or you can go to SovereignSociety.mn.co and I'm really excited to be, you know, cultural. Cultivating being a community there and having support and offering tips and so many other goodies. And so I'm really pumped to be coming together in community again, perfect for Aquarius season, the Aquarian age, uh, Saturn in Aquarius, Jupiter in Aquarius, like there's just so much Aquarian energy right now. And so just remember that while there could be some dark nights of the souls that arise, like Just allow your purpose and your greater mission to take the lead. And that's what we're really sharing with you in this episode. So without further ado, I have my boy Caduce and we're talking about mastering our greater mission. Enjoy. Welcome to a new episode of the Sovereign Society podcast And I'm, this conversation is really, really special to me because I have Caduce in the house and what's really wild is This marks 10 years since I became a journalist. I was a music journalist before I became a spiritual teacher. And I was uh, talking to my parents today, being like, oh, I'm interviewing Caduce, and he was on MTV. And I remember when I was 11 years old, it was 4th of July, 2000, I was in the crowd at TRL. And my dad's big ass head is on the camera when they're panning on the street. And my face got cut off, but like being 11 years old, who was obsessed with MTV and TRL and music, oh, it was like any like mm-hmm. preteen dream. <laughs>
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> that was a good time yeah
0: and honestly like you know music has been part of my my generation of my my lineage my grandfather was st frank sinatra's best friend my grandpa was a security guard and it's played such mm. a like a massive role in my life and um being able to interview DJs back when, and now I get to interview people on the Sovereign Society podcast, and someone like you who was, you know, very involved in music journalism, and now you're really helping people take it to the next level of becoming embodied in themselves and in their truth and really lead from their sovereignty with confidence and tenacity and a really big purpose. I'm so excited to be here with you today.
1: Yeah, I'm excited to be with you. I love that. I love that we both have that background of music. I think music is the most spiritual thing happening, actually.
0: Without a doubt. And I mean, it's definitely because uh, challenging right now because I teach at festivals. I speak mm. and I teach Kundalini Yoga and I do sound healing and all of that was stripped away. I haven't been able to gather with my friends but i think what's going to be coming out of this there's so many artists that are really honing in and the uh-huh. amount like doesn't it be a beautiful art renaissance that's coming uh-huh. um from this quarantine and we're already seeing it like people are transmuting their anger into passion in a way uh-huh. of you know using their platforms whether it be music or whatever to be part of the solution and to speak up and to really show up in the space of integrity and really remember why they started is the big thing that I'm really hearing.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's a good time to go deep and reflect and excavate anything that's in the way of our truest self and then pop out of this pandemic all the better for it. Hopefully prayers up.
0: (laughs) Yeah, totally. I'm just, I mean, I think there's a lot happening behind the scenes that are really like setting the ground a beautiful foundation as to how, you know, when all of this is said and done, now what kind of thing? Like we learned from yeah. that, how has that made us into um, a more compassionate, more aware um, person and being that is really being generous and kind? And I think yeah. we this I to me this just feels like a massive sacred disruption. Um, That Mm -hmm. has steered everyone because people like were just kind of going on the hamster wheel for a while. And then there was like a a wrench thrown in where now it's like, okay, I really need to reevaluate and reassess.
1: Yeah, yeah. There's something about being humbled, like we've all collectively been humbled, that really does give a lot of space for considering a different path. In my case, I actually got Mm COVID-19 and I was actually so busy with the activism around George Floyd and so many others that I actually strayed from the thing that I said I was gonna do this past Mm -hmm. year. And so getting COVID-19 put me on my ass literally for a few weeks to actually contemplate the way that I've been going about the year. Not to say that the activism was a distraction in a reductive way, But it was a moment for me to actually get back to the main thing for me because by no means can I say that activism full time is what I'm here to do. I'm I'm here to bring activism into the lanes that I've been existing in. And I think that's that's what's also powerful in what happened this past year was looking at how we all can be activists within our own lanes. It doesn't mean that we need to swerve lanes and all of a sudden show up to rallies 24-7 and forget about what we were put here to do otherwise. And so it was, it was a powerful year 2021 is, is going to be another great one. I think.
0: Yeah. My friend said uh, like I talked to her, she's been living in Mexico on her boat with her fiance and um, mm. she, we were catching up and she said a friend told her that this is 2020 wonderful.
1: <laughs> and I loved that.
0: And I love that. Yeah. And I think that's part of what the conversation we need to also shift is like not being so doom and gloom and focused on people's problems all the time, but we need Mm -hmm. to be sources of inspiration of showing them and reminding them what is possible speaking up and saying like, Hey, let's focus and let's start talking up to blessed up you. Let's start honing Mm -hmm. in on your pleasure. What is it that actually moves you and inspires you and brings in passion into the work that you're doing and not just feel like oh I'm constantly broken there's constantly me needing to be fixed because I'm not enough mm-hmm. I have problems all the time and so I'm curious to hear you know how your experience of like really transmeaning perfectionism and allowing yourself to to just show up with integrity and understanding that you know we are human especially as mm-hmm. someone who coaches people on how to be comfortable in front of the camera and, and show up with that confidence. What are you feeling mm. as the journey that's really inspired you to help you f- help people find their integrity and come from that space?
1: Mm. Integrity is such a great word to start on. Cause I think that within every turning point in my life, it was a trigger point within myself. It was not feeling integrous within myself that then had some sort of manifestation, whether it was getting COVID, for example, or just feeling off and, and not feeling in flow. And so when I first started MTV, I remember I got in the door because of my passion, because I was integrous to what lit me up in that meeting with that talent development guy. But then once I got in the job, I started to feel like I wanted to do it right. And I wanted to make sure I kept the job. I had something to lose at that point. And so I started to compromise my integrity in the way that I started to reach externally for validation and cues as to being on track for this new job that I got as a TRL host, which was the dream job. And so I think it's dynamic because integrity shifts as well. Like What was integrous to me at one point is a moving target at a different point. And so I think I needed to upgrade my worthiness along with what I was accomplishing, but I wasn't doing that. It was almost like I was stuck in an outdated version of myself. So that would be the, the first big turning point I had where I realized that trying to do it right is actually a game that no one wins. Mm-hmm because that's that's it's based on what right by whose standards i was
0: just going to say that who says it's right who says it's wrong
1: mhm and that, and that's so perfectionism the idea of being perfect it's absolutely ridiculous it's it is a game that no one wins and mm-hmm. and i had to learn the hard way i had to turn myself inside out trying to be all things to all people.
0: I think that the people pleaser, that perfectionism, I teach this a lot, is that it's so rooted from something from childhood and mm-hmm. that subconscious of like either trying to please your parents or like be that good that good kid in school. And mm-hmm. while bypassing like what we're actually feeling because we grew up in a society, especially as you know, as a male, big boys don't cry. And so mm-hmm. we have to bypass or put on the back burner, like what we're actually feeling to meet up to a standard, but placed by who <laughs> of mm-hmm. what is like the caliber that you need to be or how you need to show up in order to be seen in order to be accepted. And I do think mm-hmm. that that perfectionism and that fear of rejection really go hand in hand.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. To, to, to strive for perfection is to, is to really try to be loved mm-hmm. and accepted. And I know for me, the fact that my dad wasn't really around the house a lot, that meant I made up that there was some level of worthiness missing. If I was worthy, he would be around. He would spend more time with me. And And so, in that void, I think I made up that I needed to have the most dynamic personality that I needed to be so charismatic, so funny all the time. and And it was exhausting. It actually led to to burnout. So uh, its it's it's a really slippery thing, this idea of uh, basically catching up to what we were supposed to heal way earlier in our lives. I, I guess supposed to is another notion that we could look at cuz uh, cuz what is what is a, a linear life <laughs> it's like what what, what timeline it is a trauma response just, it is it's a yeah. straight up
0: trauma response it's like oh like there's something within that nervous system that just like look and i know for me like so like the past 9 years since essentially since i left becoming a music journalist and after i got struck by lightning and like had to really do that deep work of healing my nervous system a lot of those mm. situations really came up of What standard? Who am I trying to impress? Who am I Mm -hmm. pushing myself to be? And to just nourish so and give so much love to younger Sabrina who had those traumatic situations and stories. Mm -hmm. And I think Mm -hmm. there's going to be something more beautiful that comes when we generously share our experiences in terms Mm -hmm. of how we did conquer in terms of, hey, if I could do it, you sure as hell can, too. Yeah, And I think yeah. that's what's so beautiful about, you know, this rise of, uh, podcasting. And now we've got mm-hmm. a new platform. Like I was just on a uh, clubhouse <laughs> before I was recording with you now. And it was my first time, like really going into the rooms. And then I was invited to be like a moderator speaker at a room. Mm-hmm. And I feel like there's also going to be, there's been a lot of reflecting, you know, 2020 was Mm -hmm. a year of reflection and now 2021 is the year we take action and we're taking initiative. And Mm -hmm. how are we working with what we have to unapologetically share our truth and to feel seen Mm -hmm. and to feel supported in that sense?
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's really my whole mission right now is to support people who have a voice to actually share it Mm -hmm. powerfully, vulnerably in such a way where it can be transformative for others and Clubhouse is a great spot. There's, there's a lot happening there. There's a lot of noise as well, but that's with anything. There's the like pros and cons, mm-hmm. right? Light and dark. Uh, but it's beautiful because it's, it's such an open source for wisdom, storytelling, all sorts of stuff's going on on there. So, yeah, know, I'm glad I, you're on there I just
0: think with, there's a lot, go follow Caduce on, uh, clubhouse as we speak, by the way. Um, but I also feel like there's a lot of imposter syndrome that's also been up on up on the rise because of social media, people feeling like they're not being seen, people putting their, you know, speaking their truth and their stories and not having, you know, the algorithms or it's just the censorship that's going on. They're just feeling like they're not being seen in that aspect. So Mm -hmm. where do you think, you know, as someone who's watching and helps people share their truth and feel comfortable on camera, what do you feel like is going to be one of the bigger driving forces of 2021 in terms of unleashing your medicine?
1: Mm. Well, I think we get to see who's really about that life because if I make a post and it doesn't get the algorithms love, and I don't get as many likes, well, does that mean what I shared should be augmented? Does that mean that I need to do something different for the next post, have a different voice than my own? It's so easy to get rocked off of our momentum and who we authentically are when we start playing that external validation game. So if I'm looking at social media as simply a place to share and I'm not expecting anything in return then it's going to be the same party it's always been. But if I'm looking at how many likes I get and comments I get as a way to validate what I shared and who I am, that's going to be a really dark road to lead down because that is never necessarily consistent. I think, unless of course you get to that point with your following where you just catch fire and <laughs> no matter what you post, you're in everybody's algorithm. Um, there, there is a journey of of truly gut checking what we're Standing for in life, and that goes back to the integrity piece. It's like if I'm integrist within my me- my message, it's not going to be contingent on whatever reception it gets. Some some of my posts lately have not hit like I thought they would, and and I've looked at them. I thought, God, do I take it down? I'm embarrassed. Right? That's like lower self, and then my higher self was like actually, what are you talking about? That is a post that means a lot to you. It is exactly what you want to put out into the world. Mm -hmm. And so is it a pageant show or is it a place to put purpose regardless?
0: Yeah. The vanity metrics has been such an interesting um, take of people validating their self-worth even from that which has been pretty fascinating to watch and bear witness to. And I I remember, like, I think in, like, some countries, Instagram was talking about um, blocking other people from seeing how many likes you had and things like that. Mm. But Mm -hmm. I still see it, you know what I mean? And so Mm -hmm. it's interesting to see, like, what – how these platforms, what they're putting out, what they're testing, um, and people's response rates, um, at that thing. So I'm, I'm going to be, you know, I, I went to school for marketing, so I've been studying this stuff for 14 years and I've always been like ahead of the game. And I'm Mm -hmm. really interested to see how these platforms really evolve this year. Um, it's going to be a really interesting conversation and a really interesting, um, Thing to witness, um, like we said, Clubhouse. Mm-hmm. Here's a new platform that's coming up that people are feeling really hyped up about and really inspired. And uh, t- when I was talking with my girlfriends just now, I was like, you know, it was all my burner sisters. So I didn't get to see them at Burning Man this year. I haven't seen them at Festival, so it's just like nice gathering. But one, I felt really excited about something fresh, mm-hmm. and two, it just felt like a really safe space for self expression in that sense as well. And I think that also comes from having the confidence to speak your truth and to share up. Like, Mm -hmm. I know you, you help people really feel comfortable in front of the camera, but I think if you feel safe, that's a huge piece of that safety of like being able to express yourself and being able to share your truth. And so I would love Mm -hmm. for you to talk more about, you know, the breaking out of your shell and out of your comfort zone and finally taking that leap of sharing your truth and your story on video and on camera.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And on clubhouse too. I mean, I think that bottom line is getting to that point where the, the authenticity of the expression that you have is more important than anything. And to get to that point, I have a method that I offer folks called the media mastery method, and it's basically a compilation It's like a mixtape of all the best that I've experienced in self-development that got me to the point where I'm finally unleashed and feeling empowered in my own voice. And I don't feel like I need to tap dance uh, on anybody else's rhythm. And uh, the, the thing that I start with is inventory, taking really objective inventory about our lives. And that could mean facing off with where we've held back. We haven't lived our truth, squaring off with the pain from that, the stakes involved, what we might've missed out on the costs involved so that we could actually realize that that was, that was then. And do we really want to drag that way of being into now or is enough enough? And and then we can also look at the inventory of how we've been awesome. Mm. And that doesn't happen nearly enough in our society. It feels like most entrepreneurs I know are so busy heads down on the next project and looking at all of the metrics and all that, that they're not really celebrating a lot of the wins along the way. And so it goes both ways. It's, it's facing off with the shadow. And it's also really celebrating the light. And then once we have that full scope of inventory, then I think we can really look at potentially a new identity for ourselves and upgrading the identity. Like if you held yourself as a shy person, like I know some friends of mine don't really consider themselves the type to jump on clubhouse. Well, Where'd they get that? Where'd they get that? Is that the truth of the capital T? Is that something that's maybe a little transformative and malleable, something that we could actually get into a different space with? And I know for me, I had a lot of stories, emphasis on story that I wasn't smart enough, that I wasn't good enough to be on television. And so that got in the way of certain things along the way, you know, but, by checking in, by getting that inventory, I could actually move forward and remind myself, oh, I'm actually a powerful human being who's capable of contributing to others and getting on any platform and sharing my voice and being valuable. Yes. So so I think it's really important to get that that awareness top of mind. And if it takes affirmations every morning, if it takes the artist's way and, and writing out morning pages to really dump out everything that might be cluttering our full view of ourselves, then we get to do that because there's somebody that that's uniquely looking for you to inspire them. And if, if you don't share what you have uniquely, they aren't going to get inspired. That's the bottom line. Preach. Hell yeah.
0: (laughs) And I think a bigger piece that can really help us like break free from that small talk of the who are we or to like stay quiet is to see what's going on in the world and use these platforms to be part of that change to be part of the solution and so Mm -hmm. I thought it was really beautiful just the rise of allyship and having a lot more conversations that have needed to be had because as I shared um, in my last episode of the Sovereign Society podcast the greatest matrix to dismantle in America is white supremacy like it's the root Mm -hmm. of Everything the white man stole from the indigenous. We are seeing on and on and all just the lack of compassion and the equality. And, you know, with so much of now Saturn and uh Jupiter in Aquarius, we're diving into Aquarius season here soon. We have Uranus mm. and Taurus. There's a lot of upheaval as to what systems are here to be dismantled, what mm. systems are here to be spoken up about and to have difficult conversations around. Mm-hmm. Because if we just continue to bypass what's going on in the world, to me, it also reflects like, where in your life are you bypassing your own deeper issues?
1: Mm-hmm. You know, it, mm-hmm. it, they go
0: hand in hand. Like if you can't recognize what's going on out there, most likely you can't recognize what's going on in here either.
1: Yeah, yeah. Most people don't want to face off with pain and discomfort. We want to keep eating our Cheetos, watching Netflix, and chilling. And then now all of a sudden there's all this contrast and it's hard to face off with. Um, but it's powerful. It's, it's really here to be transformed. And I think that without the challenge that's happening collectively, without the challenge that's happening individually, then we can't experience ourselves as heroes. Mm-hmm. Right. So I look at contrast as the greatest blessing. Because then it gives us something to actually stand for, you know. When all, everything happened over the summer last year with George Floyd and and all the other suffering that we're seeing, um, that gave us so much fire. Anybody who had any sort of activist in them, all of a sudden, came to the table is amazing. I was gathering people weekly on a Zoom to have a better conversation because I was noticing that comment sections on Instagram were exactly the best place for healing in the midst of all of this, and so we gathered and we had these conversations where certain people who might have just considered themselves housewives all of a sudden emerged with a voice sharing about how passionate they were about what they're seeing. And so, I mean, when I look at the big picture of everything that's been happening, it really is an opportunity to rise up. It is an opportunity to experience ourselves as heroes and, and, and stand for something. So, it's beautiful when we look at the big picture. I know sometimes when we're in it, it's just hard. It, you can't tell the forest from the trees and you just get hit with branches as you're walking through the jungle of life. but then from ten thousand foot view, this is it. This mm-hmm. is exactly what makes us great,
0: yeah, and I definitely think there's you know the importance of being the eye of the storm, of course mm-hmm. and um. It's also there needs to be a time of not being like over bombarded with information too. like I was looking through um, my YouTube today and it was just like all new stuff. And I was like, oh, Mm. this just is like attacking my nervous system (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. and it's causing me a lot of anxiety. And so part of the thing that I've done is, of course, like I've been an activist my whole life. And I became a music journalist in the beginning because I was really disgusted on how I was like, I was a house music journalist. And so I was interviewing all the mm. DJs during that time in like 2011, 2012, when like house music skyrocketed. And I was mm-hmm. getting really upset with how mass media was portraying my community as just being a whole bunch of degenerates and mm. pieces like that. And I, I, I started my own, you know, company To speak up and to have a voice for my community um, that Mm. weren't being seen. And of course, there's so many different demographics and different groups and communities that have issues. And I mean, in the yoga community, there's not enough talk about the the Indian culture and how a lot of that has been whitewashed. We're seeing like Mm. there's so many conversations to be had. And Mm -hmm. I do believe that this will be a year where we're going to go even deeper on those conversations mm-hmm. like it felt like 2020 was the year where it was like just getting started but mm-hmm. there's still a lot to be resolved and we still like the it's not over yet
1: yeah we we wish yeah <laughs> some of us wish but it's a process mm-hmm. he, healing healing is not linear it's not on any timeline and we need a lot of healing that that's uh that we got to see george get killed like that. And and, and we all collectively, I think, experienced PTSD as a result Mm -hmm. of Trump's administration. Now we're all in a state of of shock. And like you said, I think 2020 was that state of of shock and some of us were still in action, but Lord knows I I wasn't really processing for myself until I got COVID and then I had to sit my ass down Mm -hmm. and deal with my stuff about all of it. And, and yet I was so busy f- facilitating other people's experience of of breaking through. So I think it's, it's, it's constant. It's constant. The maintenance of our own heart and mind and soul is a day-to-day battlefield, I like to say. And, and so every morning I've been doing my morning routine, like my life depended on it lately. And it really does. I think when I see the days that I don't necessarily invest in that hour to meditate and to have affirmations and visualizations and, and tune myself to what it is that I want to create. It's so easy to get whipped around, like you said, with YouTube and all these other platforms that are constantly hitting us with stimulus. So it, it takes a diligence and a mindfulness to, to navigate things mindfully and feeling good and, uh, and choosing. I, I just did this whole post about curating our thoughts being the most important thing that we could do you know like there's so much information i I hear so many different voices throughout the day and they're all so compelling Mm -hmm. (laughs) they all seem like the truth and and then there's a beat of considering well is it is it my truth to run with and So anyway, it's, it's uh it's, it's been an incredible journey. Wow.
0: And to know if if, what you just said, is it my truth to run with? That takes Mm -hmm. work to understand what is your truth.
1: Yeah, for sure. For sure. That's part of the deeper thing. That that is. And and it's, and it's something that, um, obviously I've dedicated my whole life to because it it is constantly evolving. I think our truth can change as we get hit with different influences. And that's why it's so dynamic to be online because one wants to be open. I want to be open and receptive and consider other points of view. And then sometimes it can get to the point where it confuses and conflates things. But sometimes that's actually the shattering of my point of view that needs to happen in order for me to expand my, ability to, 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 have more information and, and, and more awareness than I had before. And so that's why the information age is so dynamic. It's, uh, ah, oh, it's a lot, it's a lot, but it, it is a beautiful thing ultimately, because we have more at our fingertips than ever before.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, what I'm doing my best is to hear like both sides and to see like where they're coming from, from mm-hmm. that, um, Anger or that rage or that like, blah, you know, I'm as a, like, I'm doing my best to just be in that hawk perspective and to see like how, like, this is their mindset or this is their mindset. What resonates with me? How can I practice discernment and from it, like bridge the gap and be part of the solution? Because for us to like really come and unify within each other, there also uh-huh. needs to be a level and an awareness of an agree to disagree uh-huh. that uh-huh. I think we forget about, too, because it's always like a uh-huh. my way or the highway kind of mentality that's been going. And so how uh-huh. can we be more compassionate? And if there's some like little nugget of wisdom or some like compassionate care we can give to someone that is reacting out of pain, I think that's uh-huh. such a beautiful opportunity for us to really start unifying again and really coming together as, you know, children of this planet and, and remember the bigger purpose as to why we're here.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's the thing. Some, sometimes that, that discernment is to actually be able to see the intention behind someone's communication and not necessarily how it's being delivered because it mm-hmm. could be getting delivered from a lot of pain and a lot of hurt. And, and maybe it's just a, a word choice here or there, I saw that so much this past year. There was a whole new lexicon for people to get with if they hadn't necessarily been in the trenches of uh, racial justice that all of a sudden they needed to get hit real quick. Otherwise, if they didn't get the nuances of a word, they were gonna get flame broiled online. Mm. And and yet it's as much a responsibility for the people who are communicating as the ones who are listening to discern, well, where's this person coming from? Because if this person is not trying to do damage, it's important to recognize that, right? Before going to some sort of conflict. And, and so, yeah, that, 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 that discernment. H- what helps you to discern? What helps
0: me to discern? First of all, I connect to God and I connect to my highest self. And I, I, I say, use me, right? That's my first mm,
1: step.
0: How, like yeah. How would you have me be today? How would you have me show up today? Uh step two (laughs) i listen Uh and when i listen i get out of my ego mind of like what is right or wrong Uh and i come up and i show up as that like clean slate and as a container for them to feel safe to express but before that i also protect myself and i'm calling in god i'm calling to protect myself so that energy doesn't leech on if there's like some underlying Mm. bullshit or whatever that they're like projecting (laughs) or trying to project onto me. I don't consent to that. So that's another thing. I don't consent (laughs) to anything that is steering me off course from my highest self and my highest truth. And Mm. then I listen, I stand on a platform of sovereign embodiment. So I take into consideration what I've learned, Mm -hmm. my experiences, my gifts, what my body, how my body's reacting, how my heart, how my chest, how my breath is reacting. Uh And again, like you said, what is their intention? Really honing into what is the intention? Are they here to entice fear? Uh Are they here to help protect? Are they here to support? Are they coming from compassion? Uh That's the biggest thing. Like, what is that intention? How is, like, where is this pendulum, like, swinging Mm -hmm. in a way? Or are they coming from, like, a pure, like, space of sovereign embodiment? So the discernment for me is based off of my own experience. Mm -hmm. And with, like, what's been going on, you know, in the past year or so, I'm talking a lot more about it in my upcoming book of what I saw when I was a music journalist. And I saw a lot of infiltration in the field and a lot of, like, manipulation and mind control. And I, I saw that at a young age and then I got mm. struck by lightning and it was a, uh, an initiation for me to really like have that, like the initiation of the shamans to be struck by lightning. So I can see both mm. worlds of what, what is. And again, then from that space, how can I allow my platforms to be and my voice, to be part of the solution? So that's Mm -hmm. the bigger thing that I'm looking at is like seeing what's going on. Okay. Let's paint a picture on what is possible. And in that picture of what is possible, it's always centered in anchoring heaven on earth.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love that. I love that so much. And and that is our choice. Uh, It really is. I think that your step one is such a powerful one because without that source of attunement, then it's so easy to get distracted. It, it, it's so easy to get into a different frequency. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's been a huge difference for me in, in, in my experience of everything in life is, is giving it up to God and, and really knowing the difference between that and, and so much of what man can do otherwise and say, I love that. That's really powerful. So powerful.
0: Thanks, brother. Yeah, and I think it's it's interesting to see too because when I started on the spiritual path, I had a lot of anger towards God of like, why did you put this Mm. on my plate? Why Mm -hmm. me? And it's really beautiful right now too, in the spiritual community to see more people actually use the word God
1: and Mm. like talk
0: about God um, Mm -hmm. and remembering that, that essence. And I think like really
1: Mm.
0: not so much of an evangelical standpoint, because I've also seen a lot of that, um, but there has been yep. a lot of dogma um, in that sense. As I grew up like super Catholic um, Italians, you know. My my mom's first generation American. I was raised by my nonna nonno from Italy, so it was like Catholic schoolgirl everything. And I think that's the other part of the discernment and the integrity of like the experience of what 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 we've gone through, what we've learned, and how can we pave our own path. And I think what's been coming from all of this is a real drive of sovereign embodiment. Like yeah. what's what's an alignment to you? Like you can respect everyone else for having their own experiences, ec- respect everyone else for having their own beliefs. And when there's people that are coming out with like so much vengeance, like we've seen uh-huh. lately, that's where I especially give it up to God. <laughs> and I'm like, take this, like uh-huh. handle this, And allow it to be used for the greater good of all. And Mm -hmm. then use me to be the messenger. Use me to create a sacred space like this podcast, like my social media platforms, whatever, Mm -hmm. to activate and to offer those transmissions and codes to help people just come back home to themselves.
1: Yeah, yeah. You know what comes up when I hear that, this piece about vengeance and how we're looking at the capital being stormed and all sorts of things that are nasty. They're, they're not our best self. Uh, and there's this, there's this amazing uh, scripture, right? It, says it reads, forgive them father for they know not what they do. Mm-hmm. And I, I keep coming back to that lately because I think if, if, if folks knew the sort of trauma that they're creating in others and they really got with that, like you said, the compassion to actually leap into someone else's consciousness, they wouldn't do it. They just wouldn't.
0: They're just really wounded. And that's, this is their cry for help.
1: Mm-hmm. And I think
0: it goes beyond of government. It's so connected to family and ancestral. I mean, there's definitely mm-hmm. government pains for sure of mm-hmm. um, the injustices and pieces like that, especially when we're talking about racial and class more specifically, without a doubt. Um, But I also feel like if you can go back, like how many of those people storming have actually done that deeper work? How many Mm -hmm. people storming have actually asked for real help?
1: Mm -hmm. That's it. That's it. Hurt people, hurt people. Totally. Some hurt people.
0: Totally. And so that's where I can be from that space of compassion. So of course I give myself permission to feel what I'm feeling.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. And I don't allow that to take over. I give myself time to create like, you know, a sacred ceremony for myself to feel, to process, to Mm
1: -hmm.
0: release it. But a lot of people aren't aware of that, that gift or that tool or that sense of being that's available.
1: Yeah. And that's it. That's another piece of compassion that can come in is is knowing not only are they hurt, but they might not have the same kind of access. They Mm -hmm. might not have the same sort of resources that we do to to tend to ourself and yeah. get that level of consciousness. And so I, I think about my dad a lot. My dad didn't have yoga classes offered to him. Mm-hmm. And so he didn't process things in the same way that I do. And, and so, yeah, there's, there's so much, so much grace that we can give to each other right now. And that's really the game. That's the game I want to play.
0: Yeah. I hear you. That's, I mean, like the, the, my word for 2021 is liberation. And mm. the biggest thing I'm choosing to liberate from is this timeline or the story against like always having to be in battle.
1: Mm-hmm. Like if God mm-hmm. loves
0: me, if God works through me, mm. why can't I ask God to just use me, allow me to u- to, uh, to be used as that vessel to integrate peace to mm-hmm. integrate justice and understanding and kindness. Yeah. Cause that to me is the true like walk of Yeshua. Like I think of, like the, the, the scripture part that always comes in my head is like, Jesus loved the leper and uh-huh. leprosy is a nervous system disorder. Uh-huh. And if you're having that, that nervous system disorder, if you have wounds, traumas, PTSD of your past, that's attacking your nervous system. And so while someone may not be diagnosed with leprosy, there's mm-hmm. still a very um, dismantled and fragmented nervous system that is allowing these people to react. And so mm-hmm. that's that's what goes through my head when I see people storming the Capitol, when I see people like enticing riots, um, when I see people hurting other people. Is mm-hmm. this like, I do my best to like, send so much love to their inner child
1: Mm, yeah yeah that's where so much healing needs to happen my goodness i was just working with a client yesterday and she came on with a seemingly unrelated issue and i realized oh there's still some unresolved healing from her childhood here Mm. and we went back we had a process to to work with that and uh A lot of space gets created. A lot of energy comes back into the fold after we get to heal ourselves like that. There's not enough spaces for healing. I think that's really what I've learned too in the past year. It's so clear that anyone who feels like a healer, we get to absolutely bring ourselves fully to the game right now.
0: Mm -hmm. I am here for it. So how do you Mm. feel like, you know, someone who has a history with like the music industry, how do you feel like a lot of musicians and artists in that aspect. And even, um, let's say production workers as well, because a lot of them don't have jobs mm. right now. How do you see yourself, oh. you know, using your medicine to be part of that solution? And especially in the music industry, which I'm really curious to hear your perspective and what you're hearing from all of it.
1: Mm. Well, <laughs> in a lot of ways, I feel like it's a time for all of us to pivot and, figure out ways to make this situation work. And so I don't think the music industry is that different in some ways than the restaurant industry. And then we look at a lot of industries, the only ones that are surviving without a hitch are the ones that were already completely virtual, making money through some sort of a, an e-commerce type of bend. And so with music industry, wow, there's, there's still a lot of ways to connect with fans. There's a lot of ways to add unique value in that way there's obviously not the same venues. Um, uh, but th- there's a lot of ways to still be creative and, and connect and, and to make money. It's funny though. I don't really consider myself someone who's in the music industry like I used to be. Right. You know, I, I, I have clients who are in the music industry and we, we work on, on, on their stuff, but, um, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's a good time to be adaptable. I'll mm-hmm, put it that way. Totally,
0: yeah. Because I asked you, know, you that we, we because it's
1: all be the untethered souls.
0: Oh, I told you that's my favorite book. I remember when you posted on your Instagram, I was like, "Dude, like, not my number one book." Um, but I ask you that because, like I said, through your experience of before and now that you're on the path of, uh, you know, doing personal development work, which I think it's so. Like I said, that's why I was so excited about yeah. this conversation because very similar paths here. Like I, I I heard a call that there was a bigger purpose to it, Mm -hmm. but I don't Mm -hmm. want to also forget about like what brought me here. And my family owned a restaurant for 25 years. My dad is a chef for 45. So it's like, I, my parents Mm. had to shut down their restaurant. We're not reopening. And so there's a lot of that pain of like, no, closing that massive chapter as well. And so, Mm. but I think with where we are and what's guiding us now, that's how we're going forth and really, um. You know, answering the call to offer support and to let a fellow brother and sister know that they aren't alone.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. As we're all dealing with some level of of disruption in our industries, that we can look around and see, okay, it, it isn't just me, mm-hmm. and, and maybe we can reach across the aisles and provide some best practices for pivoting because that's really that's really the game right now. Mm-hmm. Is, is staying nimble and figuring out how to adapt.
0: Yes. So I, speaking of which I want to talk about real fast and give a little quick insight about your upcoming program that you're offering and just
1: you can share with
0: us the driving force and, um, you know, what, what was the drive to be like, this is the time to share this.
1: Well, it's basically what we just touched on so much is, is how, Amidst all this change, the thing that's not changing at all, in fact, it's becoming more important than ever, is for us to be able to connect and, and to share powerfully online in such a way that we can catalyze people into action. If it's for our business, if it's for our movement, if it's for our podcast, whatever it is, that we can actually have a voice and and, and have it be something that really moves people I know for a while there, I I really didn't give myself the credit of having a voice and enough people around me lifted me up, encouraged me to to get out there with mine. And I saw the difference. It's a needle mover. It, It is such a differentiating factor. What I noticed in every business is that if someone can actually wave the flag of what it is that business offers in such a way that can cut through the noise, with their voice, ideally with a story, a compelling origin story for that business, that's the difference maker. That becomes a message. It becomes a mission way beyond just what seems like a business if there isn't that communication happening about it. Mm -hmm. So I really want to empower people who have a story and we all have a story. So it's just a matter of getting the stuff out of the way, getting the clarity, getting the confidence to communicate that. And so that's what the program's all about. I love it. I love it. And when does it start? It's January 26th.
0: Yeah. So if you guys are Mm -hmm. interested, visit the show notes to um, sign up. But I think what he's sharing is something so important right now. We need to hone in and harness the the medicine and the mission. That needs to be the driving force more than the amount of likes you had on Instagram, more than, (laughs) you know, the pieces that are fleeting because Mm -hmm. the mission that we set forth is what is activating a legacy that will not only move the masses, but it will really impact the generations to come.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Well, that's the thing. I think um, for any given post, to me, it's not about the quantity. It's about the quality because if even one person gets moved by what I shared, then it was worth sharing. Mm -hmm.
0: Absolutely. And I think that's where we need to really remember to uh, refocus our, 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 our our purpose and our drive behind the work that we do. Um, but yeah, this has been such a great conversation. I want to close out with a quick lightning round of questions. Mm, Great. (laughs) What does sovereignty mean to you?
1: Oh, sovereignty is to be in one's power and purpose and being present to the glory and majesty in the world and also in ourselves.
0: (laughs) I love that. What's your word for 2021?
1: Joy. Mm. (laughs) Yeah, I'm I'm all about that joy. Regardless, whatever comes this year, I I think it's important to remain joyful because we're alive. We're breathing. Totally. We get to play with all of this stimulus and chaos and all of stuff. Yeah.
0: I love that. What animal totem has been really guiding you lately? The lion. Mm, Yes. I've been feeling so much lion energy too. I'm here
1: for it. (laughs) Yeah.
0: What would you say to younger Caduce? You're enough. Mm, I love that. Where can we find more of you?
1: Ah, well, I'm on Instagram. I'm on Clubhouse. I got a website. (laughs) Caduce is uh, my tag for all of that. Uh, Instagram is Caduce. Yeah. The, uh, Twitter is I am Caduce. Uh, but yeah, my website is caduce.co and everything is there. So you can find me there.
0: Amazing. And the last question, what last little nugget of wisdom coming from your heart space right now, would you love to share to whoever's listening?
1: Mm, You're so powerful. You're so powerful. You're, you're way more powerful then you probably give yourself credit for.
0: <laughs> I love it. Thank you so much for coming on and having this conversation with me and going there with me because i I like to go to the depth and have really transparent conversations and sometimes those hard ones too um, because I yeah. feel like that's where we have the ability to really grow so Amen. I Yes. So I appreciate you all tuning in, go check out Caduce and all of his great things. And I'm telling you, he, every time I get like a notification on clubhouse, like his name is on there and I'm like, he is, <laughs> he is popping off over there in clubhouse. So that was, uh, I, I was like, I gotta like dive in deeper. So I'm, I'm really excited to be diving in more there and having more conversations in, uh, more of an interactive experience there too. So I'm really excited. Like I said, what 2021 has in store. I'm just, I just really encourage you all like hearing this conversation, just to really stay in your own lane and remember your sacred why why did you start why did you show up what was the driving force to really go out there
1: wow. and
0: unleash your medicine with the world and i know caduce is feeling the same way he's created a whole program to help you get there so um mm-hmm. but we want to hear from you so make sure you tag us on instagram and let us know what you think and uh, appreciate you again brother for showing up and and sharing yeah, your truth you with too. such conviction
1: pleasure.
0: Thank you so much. Thanks everyone for tuning in. We'll be seeing you next time. Take care. Thanks so much for tuning into this powerful episode of the Sovereign Society podcast. To keep this conversation flowing, I invite you to join us over at the Sovereign Society private Facebook group and to follow us over at Sovereign Society podcast on Instagram. If you want to keep up with me, subscribe to my YouTube channel where you can watch these episodes and so much more. I welcome you to come on over and say hey on Instagram at Sabrina Riccio. And if you love these conversations, please support the podcast by subscribing and leaving a rating and review on iTunes. To share the love, all you got to do is search Sovereign Society Podcast. And of course, if you're ready for more, stay tuned for next week because i have got a whole new episode coming your way. Take care. Satnam.